Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is Monday, July 22nd, 2019. And the purpose of our weekly webinars is to introduce the work of triangles to those people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles and also to create a platform whereby people who are already members of triangles can come together each week and participate in a meditative alignment in the support and strengthening of the Triangles Network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded, a world prayer which helps to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the entire etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So before we begin today, I'd like to introduce our guest, who will be speaking to us after the meditation, Ida Urso. She's a longtime student of the Age of Wisdom, and she was motivated to obtain a PhD focusing on the evolution of consciousness and world-mindedness. And she later taught and developed K through 12 programs in global education. She was director of the New York Office of World Goodwill from 1990 to 1996 and is the founder and president of the Aquarian Age Community, a nonprofit NGO affiliated with the UN Department of Global Communications. Her current work focuses on the meditation initiative, Transforming Planetary Consciousness by Supporting and Strengthening the Spiritual Work of the United Nations, which can lead to the liberation of humanity. And we look forward to hearing from Ida. So now, as we always do, let's take a brief moment to align ourselves in a brief visualization, followed by the sounding of the mantra on your screen. So let's lift our consciousness to the plane of mind. Now let's look out over the world, seeing it as one of light with here and there points or centers of intensified light.
See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard yourself within this planetary network of light as a channel among many channels transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsation of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Conjecture has arisen that the earth forms the kundalini or base center within the body of the solar logos and therefore within the body of the entire solar system. 
And we know that as the base awakens within any form, so too does the entire system. Hence the ferocity of the battle of forces contending for the control of planet Earth at this time. For this battle has implications that are systemic in nature and even extending beyond the realm of our solar system as a whole. And while there's no doubt that the forces of light will be victorious, that they will triumph, and that has been determined, extended delays in the process are not without their consequences. Yet the dharma of our earth is that liberation comes through pain and struggle. Our logos is called the great sacrifice. And the great lives who oversee our evolutionary progress are said to achieve their goals by battling with a dragon. So we too, in our little lives, can likewise often find our lives conditioned by a similar quality. The present awakening of the earth and its implications within the system as a whole help to explain the reason for the tremendous stimulation that is occurring on our planet at this time. This stimulation is at once offering up opportunity for rapid spiritual advancement for increasing numbers of people whose lives and work have aligned themselves with the forward tide of evolutionary progress. But there are also real challenges involved in following this path of heightened evolutionary development that can result in overstimulation and consequent imbalances. It's therefore necessary to cultivate caution and wise spiritual practices in order to be protected at this time. As the will aspect awakens on our planet, we know it is part of a larger process of initiatory activity that is galvanizing the whole system. This shift and the consequent increased contribution of planet Earth to the greater whole is related to the fact that we are becoming a sacred planet, a process to which all triangles workers are contributing each day when they do their practice. And while this shift will take much time to be realized fully, it's said that on the inner planes, it's already occurred, and we are in the midst of the long process of precipitating that sacredness through the breaking down of crystallized structures and the subsequent bringing in of the new and emerging forms through our growing intuitive responsiveness. The network of triangles workers facilitates this goal for the triangle is the symbol of the soul. The triangle facilitates the smoother flow of energy to the whole, disrupting and bisecting the present network of squares, thus freeing up blockages and bringing about an increased flow of light and goodwill. So we can say, don't be a square, be a triangle. So let's now work with our group meditation. 
linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are also working within this Triangles Meditation Group. align ourselves as a group with the spiritual will, the highest center. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network.
lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work that will be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, Let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Ida, how are you? Hello, Kathy. I'm fine. How are 
you. <laughs> Good. Oh my goodness. Um, thank you so much for that beautiful introduction, for creating the space for us in which to participate in this spiritual work. Thank you for inviting me to address this meeting, and it's such a pleasure to be serving with you and other friends and co-workers who understand and um, value and are committed to world service through the daily activation of the planetary network of triangles. As you indicated, it's a most simple, yet it's a very profound and effective service through the power of thought. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Should I continue with my remarks? Or? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, it's said that um, great minds think alike. <laughs> and I say this by way of um, feeling that I need to apologize because much of my remarks uh, are very similar to what Kathy has just shared with us. However, as spiritual workers, we do know that repetition is very important. And so hopefully in repeating some of the same thoughts that Kathy has already shared with you, uh, we will be intensifying these thoughts and um, therefore hopefully our work will be that more profound. That is my hope. And um, I'd like to begin um, my remarks by inviting everyone to join me in sounding the mantra that Kathy has used in the meditation. And um, as you probably know, here we dedicate ourselves to the inflow of light, love, and strength. It's that intention that's voiced by the disciple as the soul, the triangle divine, to the personality. So if you would bear with me, please, and just in your own place, Dedicate yourself in sounding that same mantra. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Dear friends, the triangle, as we know, is the basic geometric form of all manifestation. It's the triune expression of the one divine principle underlying the entire fabric of manifestation. Triangles can be cosmic, systemic, planetary, and human. Interestingly, in her first volume of Collected Letters, Helena Rorick, who brought forth the Agni Yoga wisdom teachings, refers to the equilateral triangle with the apex, excuse me, with the apex uppermost as one of the signs of the hierarchy, who she refers to as the white brotherhood. Humanity itself is part of the planetary trilogy made up of Shambhala, that highest center of consciousness on our planet, the center of will and purpose, the hierarchy, the center of love, wisdom, 
and humanity, the center of light and creative intelligence. Whether we have one or many triangles in which we take part, to daily connect with the other two people who make up each of our triangles and to then recognize ourselves as part of the planetary network of light and goodwill covering the entire planet is a deeply spiritual and joyful act of service. Energy follows thought is actually an ancient dictum which used to be taught in the elite mystery schools of the past. But in this evolving Aquarian age, this is a concept that is widely understood and consciously practiced. Light and love pour dynamically through the planetary network of triangles by the intentional activity of triangles workers contributes to the magnetic radiation surrounding our entire planet and inevitably impacts not only the three members who make up any one triangle, but also those who are part of the planetary network of triangles, as well as the whole of humanity and all life on our planet. The objective of the plan of love and light is to reproduce upon the plane of earth the inner kingdom of the soul. The renaissance or resurrection that is needed today is for the liberation of the spiritual essence within the heart of each one of us. Planetary transformation can only occur as the measure of light and love within our planet increases. And that can only happen as individuals, one by one, take upon themselves the responsibility of fanning their individual sparks of consciousness into vibrant flames, thus improving their ability to radiate increased light and love. Dear friends, our triangle work is so important because the daily participation in the triangle's work, by doing this, we are facilitating the entrance of soul energy into the daily life. We're forging a union between the inner spiritual essence and the outer tangible form. We're ensuring that over time, what is known as the ancient law of evil sharing will be replaced by the new law of ancient dominating good. By daily invoking the energies of light, love, and power, we're breaking the ancient and evil rhythms of the past and establishing a new era of lighted goodwill and loving understanding. Here it might be helpful to mention that whereas in the past, Religion and philosophy were the avenues through which the higher consciousness manifested. Today, this is changing, and the new avenues of emphasis are the fields of worldwide education, as well as the sphere of those activities which come under the Department of Government in its three aspects of statesmanship, politics, and legislature. For example, the esoteric wisdom indicates that the liberation of humanity by the United Nations is actually the fourth and the most recent of four great symbolic happenings in our world, which over the past 2,000 years have sequentially presented humanity with the theme of liberation. 
The liberation of the individual has progressed towards the liberation of millions of human beings, previously enslaved by the forces of evil and aggression. This ideal of liberation has evolved through the United Nations into a practical worldwide effort involving the three worlds of human evolution and thus attracting the attention of the Christ, the advancing planetary spiritual teacher. Over the course of the past 2,000 years, what has really been happening in the lives of individuals, nations, and humanity at large is a tremendous movement to offset and put right most ancient evil, to offset consciously the law of cause and effect by a recognition of the causes in the personal, the national, and the international life which have produced the effects under which individuals and humanity as a whole today suffer. Dear friends, there's no way for us to resolve our many global problems and issues unless we're willing to recognize the true and lasting authority of the soul, the divine essence at the heart of each human being, and to then work to manifest its qualities in the daily personal, national, and planetary life. It was Doug Hammarskjöld, the beloved and respected Second Secretary General of the United Nations, who famously recognized that we can only succeed in achieving world peace if there is a spiritual renaissance on this planet. However, the United Nations needs the support of humanity, and especially it needs the support of the aspirants and the disciples of the world. And it's for this reason that the Aquarian Age community sponsors the meditation initiative that seeks to support and strengthen the spiritual work of the United Nations, because this can lead to the liberation of humanity. The promise of this new millennium this evolving age of Aquarius is the revelation of the soul in humanity. And each of us, through our daily service work with triangles, has the joyous opportunity to bring this to fruition. Thank you, friends. Thank you so much, Ida. <clears throat> and thank you so much for all the work you've been carrying forward for all these years uh, in the United Nations. Could you just, before we open it up to the larger group for any comments that they might want to share or questions they might have, I don't know why that keeps happening. Um, could you just tell us a little bit more about the actual work that's being undertaken by the Aquarian Age community at the UN? Uh, thank you very much. Right now, most of the work that is taking place um, happens at, through the webinars. Um, we're a group of us um, focus on using the meditation, strengthening, uh, strengthening the work of the United Nations and uh, understanding how this leads to the liberation of humanity. We have um, in the past held public meetings at the United Nations um, usually in most years, two times a year. And um, we were very happy this uh, past June for the Christ Festival for World Invocation Day to um, organize and hold a, um, a public meeting uh, right across from the United Nations. Um, we also support the 
work that is being done by the United Nations by including many of their activities uh, within a monthly newsletter that seeks to bring information about these lighted uh, attempts at the United Nations to further um, the um, Universal Declaration of Human Rights that seeks to um, bring about uh, healing of the global environment that we know is such a problem today in our in our planet's uh, life. Um, there's so much work that is being done to bring about a more equality, to end poverty. Um, certainly people here might be familiar with the emphasis since 2015 to um, achieve the 17 development goals, the sustainable development goals, um, which uh, there they are. <laughs> um, and much of the effort of all the major specialized agencies, all the major offices within the UN General Assembly, um, within um, the work of civil society is geared um, since 2015 to really um, being, to making these a success, to actually manifesting these and to um, thus bring about a worldwide uh, transformation of consciousness. As um, they have said, uh, if I can read this just very briefly, they refer to the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, they being the United Nations, as transforming our world, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, a plan of action for people, planet, and prosperity. And um, uh, with these goals, as I earlier said, there is an attempt to um, end poverty on our planet, to reduce the inequalities that exist, and that, as we know, have been growing over the past few years. Uh, and again, they seek to tackle climate change. Uh, these um, 17 Sustainable Development Goals are actually based in the four freedoms that were first put forward by um, our President Franklin Delano Roosevelt and were then enshrined in the Charter of the United Nations, as well as in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And we can talk a little bit more about that later if anyone is interested. Okay. Thank you, Ada. Is that? Yeah, that's oh, great. You're very welcome. Michael, um, one of my coworkers here, has, a, has your information that he'll post in the chat box for anyone who would like to find out more about the work you do or jo join in your webinars. Um, is that noise coming from your end, Ida? That, do you hear no, that? No. Don't hear that? Okay. I thought perhaps that. Is it possible that when someone uh, writes a chat that, no, that that's no. an alert? No? I, don't, I don't know what that's coming from. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, thanks, Michael. For <laughs> Michael uploaded all of your information so people can access that there. And if anyone has any comments they'd like to share, please um, post them in the chat box or raise your hands and we'll unmute your microphone. And you do that by clicking on your name in the participants box. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Hmm. Um, Ida, so you if you, can you see the chat box on your screen? 
I do. I see the uh, ch uh, the um, how do you say the comments as they come yeah. in. Yeah. So if you see any, um, there's a question like the second one. I think it is. Can you tell us more about Doug H? I have no idea what that means. Do you, <laughs> Doug H? Did you mention that? I don't know what Doug H is. I don't see maybe that, Kathy. A, anyway, maybe some Suzanne who wrote that comment. She could explain a little more. Maybe it's a typo. I don't know. <laughs> so if you scroll down, you could just read any comments that you'd like to respond to. Oh, Doug Hammershall, perhaps. Oh, maybe Doug Hammershall. Yeah, Doug H. Okay, yeah. Okay, Doug. Um, and uh, what is the question around that? I, I don't see it, but it just occurred to me that maybe that's what... She wants to know more about this Doug H, Doug Hammershall. Ah, uh, Doug Hammershall. Oh, my goodness, I, I wouldn't know where to start, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he is held as a standard bearer by all the, the secretaries general who have um, uh, been elected to that role since his time. He served, uh, he was the second secretary general, as I mentioned in my talk, and he served from, I believe it was 1951 to 1963. And interestingly, as often happens in these situations, he was um, uh, he was chosen because it was thought that he was a mild-mannered <laughs> individual mm -hmm. and that he would easily um, go along with the powers that be, meaning the powers in the Security Council. But he was a very transformative uh, Secretary General. And... Um, um, there is a big question as to how it is that his plane was, um, whether it was shot down, whether it was mechanical failure, or there's actually a, a, an, a, an active investigation at the United Nations to try to figure out exactly what happened when his plane was felled um, in September of um, 1961, I believe it was. So um, what, can, what else can I tell you about him? He very much embodied the principles of the Charter and of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Uh, if you have any other specific questions, I'd be happy to try to answer them. He also has a book that was a very um, beautiful book of his ah, inner life called Mark Markings for anyone who might want to read that. Very good. Yes, he was considered a great mystic, and no one knew this about him until after his death. And it was through, it, it's actually his personal journal, and people uh, got a glimpse into his inner life. Um, and in fact, um, we worked, a group of us worked to um, create a brochure uh, about the meditation room, which he um very took very personally and uh, had um, restored or restructured or um, you know reconstituted um, from the one that existed when he took place and as a result of that work that he took uh, under his wings um, the uh, UN meditation room um, is quite a uh, significant spiritual symbol. Um, the uh, let's see. Oh, I wish I had it with me. Uh, but if anyone is interested, we have a, and maybe I do. Here it is. 
the brochure that uh, we work with the Department of Public Information to publish um, is called Room for Meditation at the United Nations. And um, it is considered a room of quiet. Um, he uh, personally, as I said, oversaw the reconstruction of this room. He had an artist friend by the name of Bo Besco, I believe it was, and he had him, he commissioned him to create a painting just for that room, which is entitled Infinity. And it was thought that in the meditation room, um, as a room of silence, people had the opportunity to use their power of thought to uh, go into areas of consciousness that are normally not visited. Um, let me see. I, here's, here's a direct quote from him where he addresses that. And he says, there's an ancient saying that the sense of a vessel is not in its shell, but in the void. So it is with this room. It's for those who come here to fill the void with what they find in their center of stillness. And one of the uh, very impressive things that you will notice the minute you enter that meditation room is a huge slab of iron ore. And I believe it's two tons. And he had this delivered from his native Sweden to that room. Um, and on that slab, there is one single light that is streaming over the slab. And this was intended in, in, uh, to symbolize the fact that the light of heaven shines down upon the material world. And um, with the slab of iron, he also wanted to emphasize humanity's choice. With the slab of iron, they could create machines for war, or they could construct um, homes and construct a planet that would benefit the whole of humanity. Um, if there are people out there who are familiar with this room and you'd like to add anything, I would welcome it. There's so much to say about it. I um, don't, I'm sure I'm leaving much out. Let's see, anything else about either Doug Hammarskjöld, the meditation? Oh, iron ore is an energy conductor, and it is said to be beneath the pyramids. Very good. Thank you. And if I could, I found the exact quote from his address describing the room. So if you like, Kathy, I could read that. It's very short. Sure. Uh, he says, so in the middle of the room, we see a symbol of how daily the light of the skies gives life to the earth on which we stand, a symbol to many of us of how the light of the spirit gives life to, to matter. Then he goes on, but the stone in the middle of the room has more to tell us. We may see it as an altar, empty not because there is no God, but because it is an altar to an unknown God, but because, not because it is, excuse me, not because it is an altar to an unknown God, but because it is dedicated to the God who man worships under many names and many different forms. The stone in the middle of the room reminds us also of the form and of the firm, 
and permanent in the world of movement and change. The black of iron ore has the weight and solidity of an everlasting of, of, of the everlasting, excuse me. It's a reminder of that cornerstone of endurance and faith on which all human endeavor must be based. And I could go on, but I think you get the idea. Thanks, Ida. Um, so there's a couple, just time for a couple more um, comments here. One's from Martha. Sure. Could you tell us how, <clears throat> how you came to the UN? What was the spiritual impulse? Oh, my goodness, that's taking me way back, Martha. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, when I was working at UCLA and I was working on um, creating curriculum for K through 12, I was very um, impressed with the work of UNICEF. And uh, to this day, I still remember that wonderful little song about teaching the world to sing in perfect harmony mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, from UNICEF. Um, and that led me to my local United Nation Association and in Los, first in Los Angeles and then um, in Orange County when I moved there. And um, at a fork in the road for me where I needed to decide whether to remain in Los Angeles or whether I needed to, I would come to New York to join the work of the Lucis Trust. Um, I decided to come to New York, and um, as a result, I ended up uh, being uh, in the seat of the director of World Goodwill for the New York office, and as a result of that, I uh, represented World Goodwill at the UN for those, um, at that time, the meetings were weekly, uh, the um, NGO meetings were weekly, and it was a um, great inspiration for me to weekly hear from so many lighted minds and active servers of humanity talking about their efforts to bring about a, a world that all of us um, imagine, that all of us uh, crave and aspire to. So thank you. In a nutshell, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> and then um, one final comment is, uh, can you elaborate on the mentioned four freedoms, I believe it is, the four freedoms? Oh, of course, of course. I love those four freedoms. And before I do that, I, I just noticed Kathy uh, from Gloria, Gloria Von Gonski, who says that there is a place in southern Sweden that is created by him, I think Doug Hammarskjöld, where, um, uh, where something are present and that many visit. Yes, in fact, I, if it's the same one that I'm thinking of, Gloria, um, I think the Sec Security Council recently had a retreat there. If, I believe it was last year. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if that's uh, Doug Hammarskjöld's summer home, but I was there about 10 years ago, and it's a beautiful uh, museum now, amazing, on some amazing grounds with a sort of a Stonehenge-type configuration out on the ground. So... I believe it is, Kathy. I think yeah. that's where the Security Council did have their retreat. Yeah, it's, it's a really beautiful yeah. space. So his life lives on, right? Yeah. Um, his great work lives on. Uh, the four freedoms, the four freedoms. Um, freedom from fear. Freedom from want. Freedom of expression. And freedom of conscience. 
And if you carefully read the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, you'll see, as well as the Charter, you'll see that they are there enshrined. Well, thank you so much, Ida, for these uh, sharing your thoughts with us and for all the work that you've been doing um, all these many years. And I hope uh, some of our audience will get in touch with you to find out more and to participate. So thank, thank you so much, Kathy. And thank you everyone for your attention and for your participation and your wonderful questions. Okay. So we always close with a moment of silence uh, to link up with all Triangles workers throughout the world one more time. Very good. Thank you, everyone, and we look forward to seeing and working with you again. Bye-bye.